Hello and welcome to The Donfather, a family podcast about a deflated football club. I'm your host, Nick, and joining me tonight, we have Laura. Hi, team. Good to be here. And it was, we got, we got a rude awakening, didn't we? We got a crash back down to earth on Saturday night. Do you know what? I, let's not be all doom and gloom. Up until this point, They'd won five in a row. Four in and a row. Tra- no, five in a row. That's what the commentator said. I watched the game multiple times. Okay. Um, and I said in the group chat, like, Essendon never wins after the bye. They always come out and they deliver basically what they delivered this week, which was a lacklustre performance that ended in a loss. Well, That's standard Essendon after a bye. Well, I think it's been most teams after the buy this year, and I don't understand why they don't just have a buy, probably for TV, etc., and have all the teams have a rest and then go from there. Um, but we got to round fifteen, and that was our worst performance of the year. And every other performance has been relatively good. I mean, I'm being a little bit, I'm exaggerating a little bit, but oh, I uh, would never, I would never believe that. But yeah, it was, it was a dis. I still won't say it's the Essendon of old, and it wasn't when you look at it. Holistically, it wasn't as terrible as it could have been. But the reason it's so deflating for me is because had we won that game, we're sitting very comfortably inside the eight and potentially looking at a fifth or sixth finish. Our Mm. run home, although everyone is saying how easy it is, is actually, in my opinion, relatively difficult. We've still got to play Port Adelaide next week. We've got Geelong. We've got... um, Collingwood. Hollingwood to come. We've got Sydney. We've got GWS in Sydney who have hit some form. The only two easy-ish games are West Coast, which will win, and then North Melbourne, who are not travelling as terribly as their their win-loss ratio ratio suggests. So mm-hmm. it's it's a relatively rough run home. And speaking to the boys and to Kinnersley on the weekend, um, it's not inconceivable that we only win one more game for the year. I don't think we'll only win one more game, and I still am very confident that we will make the finals. But it's not beyond the realm of possibility that the only win we get for the rest of the year is West Coast. It's There is a universe where that exists. And so I guess I'm deflated because this win would have been so positive for our season going forward. And to lose in, in such a disappointing manner, not in a close game where we were in it till the end, but to lose by six goals is mm. is quite disappointing. Um, but we should say for the listeners before we get started that it's going to be a little bit of a shorter episode tonight. We've had um, a few schedule clashes, so we're going to get through, um, obviously, give you all the, the goss and, and the info that we normally talk about, but it'll be a little bit shorter than usual. But yeah, how did you see the game, Laura, in, in general? Well, so... This is what I was going to say. So I was actually out on Saturday night and I wasn't watching the game live, but Mm. I was following the scores. Mm. And so to see the final score line and then watch the replay, I personally don't feel that the score line was reflective of the difference in the two teams. Mm. I, I think that the score line really flattered Fremantle and I don't think that... Essendon were as bad as the scoreline looked. Like, I think definitely they 
they were a bit lackluster, like they were kind of, they were flat and they were messy and they just didn't have the same energy. They were always second to the ball. But mm. I, I don't think the performance justified what the score difference was in the end. Yeah. So if you look at the stats of the game, it was relatively even across the board. The difference was, and, and Brad Scott said this in his press conference, the difference was scorage from stoppages. So they scored significantly from stoppages and we didn't. The clearances were actually relatively even. So total clearances were 34-31, centre 14 to 11 and stoppages 20 each. But they were able to score from stoppages way more effectively than we were. And that ended up ultimately being the difference. And I think... So there was one moment in the game and it was a skill error. And this was sort of emblematic of our whole night where we had dominated the first quarter, large... And I, I said to Kin, watching it with me, I said, when we'd kick the first couple goals and the ball was living in our half, I said, this looks ominous. If we get two more goals here before they score, we could be on for a big blowout. And then what happened is they got it in the forward line, we were bringing it out, and uh, Phillips missed a kick. Instead of hitting Jake Kelly, there was a Fremantle player 20 metres to the left and 20 metres to the right. And he hit one of those Collingwood players instead of Jake Kelly. They were able Fremantle. to take it over. Yeah, yeah, sorry. Did I say Collingwood? Yes. Fremantle players either side. Um, and they took it over and scored. And then they were able to get another quick one just before the quarter ended. And instead of being three or four goals down like they should have been, they were up. And that... Mm. And we never were able to get ahead from that point. They, that gave them the spark and the confidence that they needed because they had such a terrible first quarter and they would have been hearing about all week how they haven't won any first quarters this year, et cetera, et cetera. They finally come in, win a first quarter, and then the momentum goes and they're away. And although you don't want to... The loss wasn't Andrew Phillips' fault, but that was the sliding doors moment that I think created the cascade that ultimately cost us the, the game. Mm. And, yeah, that's and, fair. And our composure around the ball, I mean, if we jump into some likes and dislikes, the first one, dislike, is our skill execution was terrible. Our kicking into forward 50 mm -hmm. in particular was terrible and we were missing handballs. And yeah, they, they didn't have composure and they weren't hitting targets they would normally hit. So that was very, very disappointing. Mm. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just thought that they, yeah, definitely, they were messy. They weren't hitting targets. It was a very quick game. Um, and, yeah, I think they came undone a little bit. I do feel like we really missed Draper. Mm. I think I, I, I was already 50-50 on the game as to whether we would win or not. And then when Draper went out, I just had a really bad feeling. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Look, I I like the approach that if he's not right, you don't play him. I'm I fine agree. with that. You I know? agree. And I think Nick Bryan has been playing well enough in the twos that he deserves a, a number of games in the ones, particularly if Draper is not healthy. Uh, I, I think it, it definitely felt like uh, Jackson and Darcy got on top of us. But if you look at the hitouts, we actually had more hitouts and more hitouts to advantage. But around the ground, I think they got more value, particularly from Jackson, than, than we got from Phillips and Brian. That's going to happen. Brian's playing his third game, you know, mm -hmm. and there, Jackson's a premiership player and Darcy is well regarded as, as one of the, 
um, the best rucks in the league at the moment. So I'd, I'd, I'm not hanging uh, Nick Bryan out to dry at all. I think he's going to be a very good ruckman. And I think we're going to potentially have a combination like those two in, in the very near future. But they certainly seem to get a little bit more out of their rucks than we mm. did. Uh, how did you feel our forward line as a group functioned? So this is what I was actually going to say. Watching watching the game back, how I felt was through the middle and through the midfield, I felt like we were fairly evenly matched, but I felt like then mm. when it went down to either end, so either our forward line or our defence, that they were really on top of us in both of those areas. Mm. Mm. That yeah, do you feel like that's a fair assessment of the game? Yeah, I I thought our forward line as a collective group had a woeful day. Um, I mean, they weren't helped by their entries into the forward line, but they weren't taking marks. They were missing shots that they should have hit. Um, we weren't yeah, Springer, creating. Springer missed a couple that he should have hit. Um, and we, did, we and Peter Wright didn't take any. Yeah, and we we weren't getting really good entries. Uh, it, yeah, I think. For the majority of of the game, the forward line really, really struggled, uh, and that's reflected in their stats: low possessions, obviously low scores. I think my issue with the defence this week was at the selection table. Tell me more. I, I think we really lacked dash out of the back line, and and the periods where we looked to come back into the game was really driven by Andrew McGrath and his ability to create uh, play get rebounds and, and drive the ball forward. And I think on a ground like uh, Optus, was it the right idea to bring in Jake Kelly and drop a hind in this particular game on this particular ground? I'm not sure it was. I really like Jake Kelly, have a lot of time for him. But I do feel like we missed a little bit of extra drive and, and line breaking. There was times in the game where we would get the ball in defence and slowly move it forward. And that just gave them enough time to get back. And then our poor entries really cost us. Whereas if you can take the game on and run with Nick Hind, then maybe it works out a little bit better. Mm. So when you say you think it's the wrong choice for Optus Stadium, is it because of the size of the ground or do you think it's because of Fremantle's team structure? More the size of the ground and, and a lack of pace in our... Backline, Redmond didn't wasn't his usual dashing self, and so mm. I think we kind of had four plotters and and one goer, if that makes sense. Um, yeah, because we didn't we didn't get a lot out of Redmond. So I don't know. What? I I don't, I don't sit on selection panels, so it's mm. hard for me. And I don't we don't see the game well enough to understand what every player's role is. So mm. it, it's very possible that. You know, Jack Kelly did his role and that Redmond was doing a particular role and those sorts of things. But I felt like watching the game holistically, we didn't get enough drive from defence. Mm-hmm. And what is it about the Optus Stadium? Is it longer, wider? It's it's about the same size as the MCG, maybe a little bit bigger. And mm. so, and it, but it certainly felt bigger watching it on the TV that mm. um, the way... Fremantle plays so slowly and we've been building up so slowly that I just feel like some extra run would have broken the game open a little bit, given our forwards opportunity to get some space and those sorts of things. Mm, quite possibly. Mm. Quite possibly. Mm. Um, so I was really happy with Darcy's return. 
I was about to. That was going to be my big like Darcy Parish back. Yeah, I mean it wasn't his best game. He he looked good early, but it wasn't his best game. But he's missed a lot of footy though. Just get him in. Just get him in and get him to play. Any and, team where he's in having an off day is better than a team when he's not in. And it was interesting to see the way that they used Hobbs and Caldwell through the midfield as well. And that balance, I think, in the long term, is going to serve us a lot better than mm. what it was early in the season. So look, they just need time. Yeah, they just need mm. time to gel. They just need time for those rotations to work. I do think that Hobbs and Caldwell were probably two of our best on the day. Like, they were ones that stood out to me as um, positive, for sure. Mm, particularly Hobbs. Um, mm. You know, 26 possessions and a goal. What do you call will have? 21 and a goal. So, look, they just about doing what they were doing pre-Parish returning. So, so that's quite good. Merit, mm. as always, effort. Effort, tackling, chasing, good entries into the Superstar. forward line. Yeah, really, really pleased with his performance. Mm-hmm. Nick Martin was a bit... Just that there was a couple of kicks during the game that he would normally hit and created turnovers or didn't get the ball moving very well. So that, for me, even though with 26 and a goal, he just seemed a little bit off or maybe we noticed it because we just expect him be hitting targets and 26 and, and a goal is a pretty good game yeah but i i just wonder how many players and how many turnovers he had mm. is is all i'm wondering yeah. uh but you know he he's in his second year we can't expect mm. that much from him yeah even yeah. by his very lofty standards yeah so looking at Ed redmond's stats he only had 13 disposals that's very that's well well down on his it was a very level. quiet game for him yeah I just, Oh, I just don't rate the buy at all. Like, this happens every time we play. Mm. I just think, and back to, so, like, sorry to digress, but you you guys spoke about this last week on on the pod about, like, being in the top four and having the buy. Like, if you're in the top four, you have the buy and then you win and then you have another, another yeah. you know, you miss another week one. off. I really think it's a momentum killer. Yeah. Like, I think that postseason buy is really crap um because yeah it's a momentum killer and i don't know why because you'd think you'd be coming in fresh Mm. after a bit of a rest but maybe i I don't know i i think sometimes like for me personally like if i'm not say the less i do so if i'm not at the gym as regularly i feel more sluggish so i wonder if it's something you know along those lines yeah i think there is a little bit of that you know who who knows i'm sure they'll be looking at it and i'm sure they'll be trying to work it out but yeah i it's it's happening too consistently across the across the league for it to not be something that needs addressing right it's not just an Essendon mm. problem it's no it's no, no. yeah um, i agree so i was really happy with archie perkins i thought he was mm-hmm. really willing to get his hands dirty um yeah. and particularly late in the game when we we're trying to fight our way back in he only had 16 touches but i really liked the way he went about it and it wasn't just his his possessions, but his presence around the ball, he's using his body. I I feel like he's he's building a really good season and he's developing really, really well. So that was one performance I was really pleased with. Mm-hmm. I agree with you. He was I noticed him a lot. Yeah, not so much with the ball, but getting in, tackling mm. just pressure around the ball. Mm. Um, Sam Durham, I thought he had a pretty like he was also in and around the contest quite a lot. Mm. I thought he had a pretty, a pretty good game. Yeah, it's hard to say. Our our effort was there, right? It it mm. wasn't like 
we'd given up. We were just half a second too slow. It wasn't mm. it was it wasn't like Perth trips of old where you're just completely blown out of the game early and then you're reasonable for three quarters. It wasn't that at all. It was just mm. they looked a bit sluggish and they looked second to the ball and not from an effort point of view, but from a sharpness point of view is probably the only way that I can discuss it. It was like they were half asleep almost. But mm. they weren't it's yeah, they weren't not bringing the effort. It's just they just weren't sharp. Mm. That's how it looked. Mm. So another dislike for me, and I don't know if this is actually true, but it feels like this. Whenever we only play Fremantle once for the year, it always seems to be in Perth. I don't remember the last time we played Fremantle once and it was in Melbourne. Did we play them twice last year? Because I remember going to the Essendon Fremantle game last year. That's the one I was thinking about. But I'm almost certain that we played them twice last year. Possibly. Um, but, I mean, certainly, even if it if it isn't, like, even if last year was, um, we only played them once and it was in Melbourne, that was the first time for a very long time that that's mm, happened. It's rare. It's yeah. very rare. So I just find that. Because particularly for these teams, it's such a different atmosphere, uh, home versus away, you know? Well, I feel like we rarely play the Perth teams in Melbourne. Like, I don't remember the last time I went to an Essendon West Coast game either. I mean, we're playing them twice this year, but in general, we we tend to travel to Perth for, for West Coast and Fremantle more often than not. Mm, mm-hmm. Like, um, I don't actually remember the last time we had an Essendon West Coast game. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, I, I certainly remember more, wet, I mean, maybe the, well, not really being in, in the league longer. Um, but yeah, maybe, maybe we're just misremembering. So, I don't know. So last year we played them once. Um, and that was at, and that was in Melbourne. The mm. year before we played them once, uh, and that was in Melbourne. Okay. And then the year before that, we played them once in Melbourne. So, and that was the COVID year. We were supposed to play them twice that year. Uh, so maybe it's just me misremembering. Um, and maybe. maybe maybe they're memorable because they're ones that we watch on TV and we get up for and typically they're, they're poor performances. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. Um, there was a run, okay, so 2012, so we went 2011, 2012, 2013, 2014, 2015, 2016, 2017. So from 2012 to 2017, we only played them in Perth. Okay. That's why it feels like it. That's why it feels like it. Because there was a very long period. That that is absolutely outrageous. So what did you say? Twenty twelve so, to twenty seventeen. So twenty eleven, twenty twelve, twenty thirteen, twenty fourteen, twenty fifteen, twenty sixteen, twenty seventeen. Oh, for seven seasons. We played them in Perth, and twenty seventeen we actually played them in Melbourne as well. Yeah. But yep. for for the six seasons before that, we only played them in Perth. That's outrageous. Yeah, yeah, that's that's pretty crazy. Like, how can you call that? Like, the Essendon, not the Essendon fixture, the AFL fixtures fixtures not fair anyway. But like, that's 
ridiculous. I think with with uh, a match like that, I think you need to alternate it each season, right? So if you're only playing them once, it, if it was in Perth the year before, it needs to be in Melbourne this year. And if there's a season where you play it twice, then you can never have two consecutive, right? Like it just seems outrageous to me that you could yeah. go six seasons playing them in Perth. Um, but as we saw when we look at the stats and we look at the actual data, it, it, we actually have played them in Melbourne once. But it didn't. It doesn't yeah. feel like that. And this is an Ed, yeah. Essendon podcast, goddammit. So we're going to be Essendon biased. And also maybe it's just because they're not memorable games, typically. Yeah, yeah typically. typically. Um, so, like you say, I, th- I thought our midfield unit was pretty solid. Um, mm. I thought our defence was okay apart from the dash. Yeah, but the forward line in general was really poor. Like Peter Wright, no goals. Wiedemann, no goals. Uh, eight and seven, seven and eight possessions respectively. What did you uh, think about Wiedemann's performance, actually? Do you think that he's found a little bit more form this week? Like, even though he didn't have a lot of possessions, do you think he was... He looked better this week than, than yeah, the last few weeks. Yeah, that's, that's what the sure. commentators were saying, and I mm. felt like he was around the ball a little bit more this week. So hopefully he's getting a little bit of confidence back. Yeah, and just having Peter right there not getting slammed by defenders... Um, on an ongoing basis and not getting double teamed, mm. yeah, is is going to help him. But I mean, we need more. We need more from the forward line. Do you do you think maybe we we didn't have the right mix? I was surprised by Menzi being the sub. If I'm honest, he's been so consistent, and so good for us. Maybe mm. he was carrying a niggle, but when you're going in with uh, only well, we could call Guelphie a special small forward now. You've got Guelphie as a specialist small forward, Will Snelling as a hybrid, and then the rest are resting midfielders. Menzi has been so solid for us, and he played one quarter and had five possessions, a goal, and a point. So, mm. yeah, I'm not sure that he was the right choice, if I'm honest. You would have had him in the starting lineup, or is yeah. that your thing? Yeah, I would have had him starting. Mm. Um, maybe Snelling as the sub, I don't know. Maybe someone who, who didn't play, I can't remember the emergencies. Um, well, um, D'Ambrosio and Hind both got omitted, so yeah. maybe one of them as the sub. Yeah, maybe Hind probably would have been. Yeah, it would have been smart to have Hind as the sub, actually. Have yeah. Menzi in the starting 22, Hind as the sub, so then when you could see that we needed that pace mm. from the back line, you bring Hind in and maybe sub out a Jake Kelly. Yeah, something like that um, mm. may, have been, may have been possible. But look, to be honest, the, the start of the game looked really good, and, and Brad Scott was looking like a genius. So had mm-hmm. that had the game continued along that manner, I think we would have been okay. But it just didn't. Something shifted, and we didn't manage to arrest the control back. Mm. Yeah, it was just one of those one of those games where it just wasn't our day. You mm. know, sometimes you're just like, it's not our day today. And yeah. I think it was one of those. And particularly when you see things like, um, like. Incorrect disposal, not getting called for say for the Dockers. There was, I think it was in the second quarter. I think Fife grabbed, like grabbed it, got tackled, dropped it, picked it up, and then disposed of it. And they called play on. And mm. then down the other end, sort of the same thing happens, and they call holding the ball. Uh, yeah. And that's not saying that the umpires were poor across the board or anything like that. But when when things like that 
don't go your way. And then a number of those, like, you know, unlucky bounces and, and those sorts of things you think, oh, yeah, it just yeah, doesn't, so. it's just not our day today, you know? Yeah, yeah, agree. Um, quick one. I think I mm. mentioned this to you yesterday. Brandon Zerk Thatcher. That guy, he is so hard at the ball. Yeah, he always has been. He always has been. He's, I just really have concerns for his brain because he's had easily three or four big knocks this season where he's gone off bleeding or I just – he's so hard at the ball all the time. I just hope, yeah, hope he's all right. He hasn't had head knocks. He's had like rib knocks and shoulder knocks and that sort of thing and not head knocks. Oh, yeah. And, well, this and one, the one on Saturday was a head knock. Well, they're so – the side of his head. They're so cautious with concussion. Mm. He just wouldn't be in. If if there yeah. was any chance he was concussed, he wouldn't be in. Yeah. And maybe he's just got a thick skull. He's just actually one of my favourites. Oh, I, I just really like the Zerk. way he goes I, about his game. I really like Zerkules a lot. Um, and yeah. I really I have a lot of time for him and I'm happy for him to play in the ones. And yeah, his disposal can be a bit patchy sometimes, but what he gives you with effort and with hardness, I'll take every day of the week. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so, I agree. I just, I love him. So what does this mean for our season, do you think, going forward? I think given what we were talking about a bit earlier with the run home that we have, if we ended up dropping out of the eight, I probably wouldn't be surprised. Mm. Like If we missed finals, I probably wouldn't be surprised. Like, I mean... This week we've got um, Port Adelaide mm. and then we've got Geelong at home. Yeah. The Bulldogs is like probably a 50-50. I don't even know. They're probably in better form than what we are. And then the Swans, at least that's in Melbourne. We haven't played the Swans in Melbourne in forever yeah. either. Mm. Um, like I really think. we Actually, we played them last year in Melbourne. That was the I, that was Parker game. But, but we played them in Sydney already. That's right. That's right. Um, so really, you can only really pencil in one of those, right, which is the West Coast game. Mm, mm. And so, so like, if, if we end up dropping out of the eight, I wouldn't be surprised. And I think, I think what we need to take away really a lot of performances like we saw on Saturday night. And to get to round 15 and oh, to have worse, the worse than one, Saturday night. Well, absolutely. And so to get to round 15 and be like, that was the first game that we just never looked like we had a chance in. Mm. Well, I don't even say we didn't look like we had a chance, but you know what I'm trying to say. Yeah, I, I agree think, with you. Yeah. I think we can, I think in all of the other games this season, we've been really super, super competitive and we're still fairly competitive. It's just that they're a bit off. Mm. So I think. Already that's a positive. So what what round are we up to? So it'll be round 16 this week. So, you know, in, in 15 rounds, to have one performance where you're like, yeah, that was pretty average, mm. that's a good thing because we've seen worse than pretty average for a lot mm. of seasons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. So to really guarantee finals with a 23-game season, you need 12 to 13 wins, and we're yeah. on eight. Let's say 13 to comfortably be in. Yeah. So this was one of the 50-50s. 
yeah. that we were banking on that we had to flip. So yeah. we don't have that one. Port Adelaide, you assume, is a loss, right? Then you've I got a feeling about this week. Yeah, we'll get to that in a sec. We're going to go, we're going to do the preview in, in in a few minutes. But you would assume Port Adelaide's a loss. Then you've got yeah. Adelaide in Melbourne, who two weeks ago you would say was was one of those ones that you're banking. That's probably a 70-30 rather than 50-50 or a 60-40. Given their, performance, 40, yeah. given their performance against Collingwood and all the narrative of ben, them being shit away from Adelaide Oval, I don't know where they're playing next week. Let's have a look. Also, did you, um, just as we digress, because this is not an Adelaide podcast mm. either, but sounds like there was a costly umpiring mistake that could have flipped the result on that one as well. Yeah, I'm not surprised in a Collingwood game. So they're um, they're playing at home next week. So the narrative will absolutely be around them. Uh, they have to win in Melbourne for them to mm. to make finals. So that I think goes from a sixty forty or a seventy thirty hour way to now a pure fifty fifty in mm. in um, in that. So potentially two there. Then we've got Cats in Geelong, which it depends which Geelong turns up. The Geelong that played us, we lose. The Geelong that's played other teams like GWS, we we win. So they're so we, they're at home. Yeah, also, exactly. Why are they playing in Geelong? Like that's a really interesting choice, right? Geelong in Geelong. Well, we haven't Even, played them. We haven't played them twice for a number of years, and I think they would have um, banked on on that. So they essentially get two home games against us, right? Because they play at the G, we play at the G, and then they get their home game. Um, yeah. So Geelong, you'd say, is a loss. The Bulldogs is a fifty fifty the way they're playing. Yeah. Um, Sydney, I'd say a loss. You, you, no, nah, Sydney, you'd say a 60-40 our way, but they made the grand final last year, right? So yeah, that's some easy win. West Coast, if we don't win West Coast, we're not, we don't deserve finals. North Melbourne is a rivalry game for them, but you would, you would say that we should win that. Mm-hmm. Then we've got the Giants, who are in good form now, playing in Sydney, and then we finish with Collingwood, right? Mm-hmm. So... It's not too unreasonable to suggest that we only win one or two more when we mm. need to win four or five more. Right? Yeah. And, and, and so you have to beat Adelaide. We have to beat West Coast and we have to beat North and we have to beat Sydney. Right? Mm. They're, they're the ones that we're looking at to be a chance of making it. And then we have to win one of Port, Geelong, Collingwood. And- and Giants. And, or Giants, yeah. 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 So, long way of saying what this loss means for our season, I think, if we're going to be confident about making the eight, is we have to beat Port Adelaide or Geelong. Like, if we win against Port Adelaide this week, then I think, I feel like we're still, we're back on track. But mm. if we lose to Port Adelaide, which is likely, then that Adelaide game is massive. Because they are fighting for the same spot in the eight that we are and similar to the way the Port Adelaide one was. So they were two massive games and we simply cannot afford to drop two of those 50-50 fighting for the same spot games. Yeah. I've got, I've got two questions though. Mm. So for me, mm-hmm. if we missed finals, say we finished in ninth or tenth, mm. I personally would still be really happy with this season given the performances, given the way that it looks like the coaching staff and Brad Scott really have some strategy and some structure 
given that the team really looks like they're a cohesive unit and playing for each other and enjoying playing together and playing for the club. Mm. I think I think if we missed finals off the back of being really competitive in those games in the second half of the season, I would still think that this season has been relatively successful. Yeah, I agree. I agree. If Matthew long- was here, he would disagree with me. However. No, I agree, especially given I agree if our performances are not like the one we had on Saturday night and they are like our previous performance. Yes, exactly. Yeah. If yeah, if we turn up for the rest of the season playing like we did Saturday night, then I don't think this, this season is a success. Yeah. But if we're competitive in those games that we're not expected to win or, mm. you know, like Port Adelaide, Geelong, Collingwood, all of those, mm. Mm. if we're competitive and it's within a couple of goals, mm. I call this season a win. I agree. Yeah, I agree completely, uh, especially given the challenges that we had earlier in the year. And and I can't see this group dropping off significantly. Um, I yeah. think the effort has been consistent and the effort has been there. Uh, it's been personnel that's been the issues at times. Um apart from this game on Saturday night. And look, if we get through a whole season and we have one performance that we would rate as subpar, regardless of, regardless of the win-loss column, I'm mm. pretty happy. Pretty happy. Mm-hmm. I'd, like, I'd like one more big scalp before the end of the year. I but, would too. But you yeah. can't really argue with beating Melbourne, who are a top-four team, beating Richmond after so many years, Mm-hmm. Um, beating Carlton after a number of years, you, mm. you know, you, I, yeah. I'm pretty content. Um, like so thinking look- back to like last year's 150th anniversary celebrations and that performance against Carlton, right? Like, mm. yeah. yeah. I, I've got two, two things to say though, or uh, yeah. I'd like your opinion on. So yeah. a few, a little while ago, I was watching Footy Classified and Kane mm. Corns, you know, just because he likes to be controversial for the sake of it. Yeah, was talking about Adelaide and Essendon, and and said that he he thought that Adelaide deserved to make finals over Essendon. Like he kind of thought it would be a bit of a travesty if the Bombers made the finals and Adelaide didn't. Mm. Which mm. I I don't know where that opinion comes from. And in my mind, it's like if you've won enough games to make finals, and another team didn't, then clearly you deserve to make finals. Mm. So so this narrative comes from Essendon being apparently having the easiest draw in the second half of the year, right? I think our first half draw would have been easier. That looks like it would have been, it was easier than our second half. Oh, the first four games looked relatively easy. Turns out they weren't. And then the next run of six was just disgusting. Like so much travel and quick, quick breaks. Yeah, it was just disgusting. And then, yeah, okay, we, everyone gets hung up on the fact that we're playing West Coast and North Melbourne twice. but. You tell me, looking at the ladder, that a run home of Port Adelaide, Adelaide, Geelong, Bulldogs, Sydney, Eagles, North, Giants, and Collingwood is the easiest draw in the league. It's not. Not at all. And also, like, the other thing is, the AFL draw and fixture is not even, Mm. right? Mm -hmm. So either you play everyone once 
or you play everyone twice or it's completely random. The mm-hmm. fact is that they do the fixture and the draw based on where people finished mm-hmm. the year before. Mm-hmm. And so you can only play the draw you've been given. Mm-hmm. And so if you ha- end up that you've won more games than you've lost and won more games than a different club that hasn't won enough games, then I would argue you deserve to be in the finals. Yeah. It, look, this is this is an argument that, that will be had until the draw is either in conferences or play everyone once or play everyone twice. It's not even. And, and you are going to have seasons that are easier than others. I just don't think that you can say at the start of the season, this draw is the easiest because uh, teams hit form at different times. Mm. Teams go through good patches, bad patches, et cetera, et cetera. So I think the That's only right. way you can truly determine the draw is at the end of the year, once you see where everyone finishes. Because if you look at our games coming up, we're playing the team that's currently first, the team that's currently second, the team that's currently seventh, eighth, and ninth, and then our outliers are against 13, 14, 17, and 18. And I don't uh, think many people would have had Port Adelaide at the top of the ladder at the start of the season. I mean, they were calling mm. for Ken Hinckley's head, so mm. I would argue that they didn't think that Port Adelaide were going to be near the top. And Collingwood and Port are both two games clear up the top, so it's, yeah, it, it, yeah. they're... They're in really, really good form. So, speaking of Port Adelaide, Bookmark, I had one. I have one more point, which is not related to Port Adelaide because I know we're about to do the preview. Um, Dylan Shield, are you concerned? I'm concerned. I, I'm concerned because I think our medical staff are monkeys. Um, Well, because he sprained his ankle, right? Isn't that what happened? He sprained his ankle in a game. No, he did, and then he got a foot injury at training, and then he got something else, and then he got, like, it's been a comedy of errors. I actually so, feel like he might be done for the season. Like, I wouldn't be surprised if we don't see Dylan Shield again this season. I am not fussed, given its development year. My only uh, requirement is that when he comes back, he's fit. I don't want to half mm. fit Dylan Shield. If yeah. it takes him all year to get fit and, we, and he comes in next year, great. We're not winning the premiership this year. We're... Playing finals is great for development. Winning a final is great for the fans, but I want him back fit. Mm. So, Port Adelaide, mm. very, very tough game. We did get mm. very close to them last time. They are coming off the bye, and it is at the MCG. Does mm-hmm. this give us any hope? I have. Yeah, like, I think. I'm probably going to tip Essendon this week. Mm. Mm-hmm. I I think, yeah, coming off the bye, typically teams perform the way that Essendon did coming off the bye. Mm-hmm. Typically teams don't seem to come out, you know, full of pace and on from what mm-hmm. I've seen. Mm-hmm. So I think that works in our favour. Mm-hmm. Um, we usually play them at um, Marvel. But we're playing at the G, yeah. So I feel like that might work in our favour also. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I they don't play the MCG very well and they don't play there that often. Mm. And uh, I think it might be somewhere where we truly get home ground advantage because funnily enough, we don't play Marvel that well and haven't for a number of years. Mm. Um, whereas the G, we I do feel like we play that significantly mm. better. So, I mean... I don't think it's impossible. No, I don't think it's impossible. And and our 
team is significantly fitter than it was last time we played them. Um, we've got Peter Wright to keep Aaliyah, Aaliyah honest. Uh, we've got Wiedemann to keep Burgess honest. Um, we've got, hopefully we'll have Ridley for a full game. We'll have a much stronger midfield. Um, let's have a look at injuries. I think Setterfield is close. Um, whether that's ready to come back in or whether he's just another week or so away. Um, I think Setterfield is quite close. So we'll see. In terms of changes, I'm happy to keep the team as it was. So Setterfield was two weeks last week. So he's probably down to one week or a test this week. Mm. Um, the, the only change that I can see is Steel and or Draper coming in. I mean, the Draper change is obvious. comes in for, um, for Nick Bryan. Do you think it's, I I would almost put him in for Phillips? No, nah, Phillips, I'm off, you can't. I'm off can't. Phillips. I think I'm off him. I don't know nah, why. You can't you can't bring an unfit Draper in against their uh, unless they're still running Finlayson and the other guy in the ruck. I just don't think you can go into a side like Port Adelaide without the mature body of Phillips. Fair enough. Yeah. Um, so I mean, I I think Brian and Draper is the future of our football team, but I don't think you can go into this week with, with those two, unless Draper is 100% fit and ready to go. Mm. Where's, um, um, where's um, Davey? Davey's playing twos. Is he, do you think he um, he's a no um, like for the rest of the season? No, I don't think he's a no for the rest of the season. I, I just think, who does he come in for? I don't think he comes in for Menzi. Like, unless he's oh. having... An incredible seven goals, and he's just knocking mm. the door down. He's not coming in for Menzi. He's not mm. coming in for Guelphy. Um, maybe for Snelling, but I, I think at this stage you're getting more out of Snelling than than you yeah. are out of Davy. Um, I would agree. Snelling's a really good role player, and that doesn't mean that Davy's not going to be a very good play for us long term. Mm. If the only other one I would consider, if he is at the fitness required, is Tipper. That's the only other one I'd consider. Mm. But I get the sense that they're building him towards the last three or four games of the season and hopefully a finals berth. And I don't think that because if you brought Tipper in, then you would assume that Guelphy would go out. And I don't think that you can justify that change. And no, particularly I, I, against... think Guelphy, I think Guelphy is our number one small forward. I think he's yeah, the and first. And so particularly I, against the top side as well. Like I don't think I think it's too risky to bring Tipper in when Guelphy has been in good form no, and I given think, it's the top side. I think Menzi goes out or Snelling goes out for, for Tipper. I, I think Guelphy is the last small forward that goes out for sure. I'd probably drop Snelling. I think Menzi's done more. It depends than... on their role. I mean, Menzi was sub, wasn't he? And he might be getting sore. So, um, but, but that's only, I think we're getting more from Menzi now than we were from Tipper earlier in the year. Um, mm. So I think, I think we, I think almost unchanged, unless there are players that are absolutely cherry ripe. And potentially Zerk goes out for, um, oh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head right now. Number 26, Kyle Hooker, Baldwin goes in. Baldwin. Yeah. Um, I, no. Oh, for No, size. if he's not fit, if he's injured. Not for oh, size. Zirk. I don't think he's injured. He came back on. Yeah. So, no, he had an adductor issue. Oh, did he as well, Zerk? Yeah, yeah, he came up with an adductor issue. 
So that's oh, the only, radio. yeah, the only changes essentially are force changes for me. Yeah. Mm. Well, Dra yeah, if Draper's in. Yeah. So. Yeah. Yeah, well, yeah. Draper's in. Yeah. Mm. But um, any final thoughts? No, it's going to be a good game, I reckon. I hope so. I hope so. It's going to be a good one. Um, I hope look, it's going to be a good one. And a win, a win definitely gets our season back on track. So that's what I'm hoping for. Yeah. Um, Gosh, so, I just yeah, love footy. We'll see how we feel after the next couple of weeks. We might be hating footy by the time we get into playing the Bulldogs. You know what's really sad? What's that? Literally, if anybody wants to make plans with me, the first thing I do is look at the footy fixture. And so on Saturday night was the um, end of challenge party for the gym and the trivia night. And typically my little gang of friends don't don't get involved too much in these sorts of activities. So I kind of was like, hey, guys, who wants to go to the trivia night expecting everyone to say no and then it would be an easy decision. And then everybody wanted to go. And so then yeah. I was like, oh, damn, I'm going to miss the game. Yeah. Well, like, it was a good one to miss, wasn't it? Yeah. True. True. Yeah. But that's the ultimate nuffy, isn't it? Checking the footy fixture before you make plans. Well, if you're listening to this podcast, I'm sure they all do it. Yeah. 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 Maybe, they can, maybe they can send us messages on social talking about that and tell us the, the things that they've had to begrudgingly go to but would rather have been watching footy. Yes, I would love that. Can people please um, leave us some comments or send us some messages on, yeah, the things you had to go to but you would rather watch footy or you had, had the sneaky phone out watching the game. And if we, get enough, been... if we get enough, we'll read them next week. Yep, I love it. Shout sure. out to um, the listener that called for me to be on the pod more often. Mm, yes. I wish I could remember the name, but I'm back. I'm here. Geez, we're, we're so good at engaging with our socials, aren't we? Oh, my gosh. Our social media manager should should be better. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Speaking of socials, where can the people find us? Uh, Instagram and Facebook, I think. At the Don Father Pod, Instagram and Facebook. That's right. That's right. And follow us on Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, wherever you're listening. Subscribe, Just share, like, share us rate with your us. friends. Yeah, give us a five love. star. Share yeah. the love. Well, I thanks for joining me, Laura. You're very welcome. And until next time. Go Bombers. Go Dons.